Welcome back, nerds, to the Game of Nerds podcast, where there is no shame in having an unhealthy obsession with a fandom. I'm your host, Shannon, and on today's episode, we are talking all about the dumpster fire that has been 2020. Joining me today from the T-Hud podcast is Leland, and if listener has made it over as well, welcome to the party. Why don't you introduce yourself, Leland? Hello, happy to be here. Uh, Unfortunately, my co-host... As uh, a little MIA, but <laughs> I am, yes, as you say, from the T-Hug podcast, um, myself and Moby, we co-host uh, that show. I'm also the Dungeon Master of the Encourageable Party podcast, which is a Dungeons and Dragons 5e uh, Let's Play. Jeez, I don't know. I just kind of, yeah, just lots of podcasting all the time. <laughs> podcasting and gaming for you. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> so... This is a great segue into uh, what are you obsessing about? What's the thing that's taking your money? Uh, what what have you been doing, COVID? You know, what have you been obsessing over? Well, lately, uh, I have been playing a lot of Star Citizen. Ooh. It has sucked in a lot of my time. You know, it's like this notoriously... A lot of people say that it's a scam. This, this space game kickstarted years ago and continues to make literally millions of dollars and it is an alpha it's supposed to be like this space exploration simulation is what they call it so it's it has some very realistic tendencies to it a lot of it is waiting for elevators uh (laughs) as you're moving about space stations like legitimately you will have to sometimes wait for the elevator because the elevators move in real time and sometimes the space station is kilometers and miles long. So it may be at the other end of where all the spaceship bays are. So <laughs> you might sit there for a couple of minutes waiting for an elevator to get into it. This makes me think of the last, ep- I think it was the last episode I was on your podcast where we were talking about like uh, the virtual simulators. And I think we yeah. brought up the Roomba. Like, <laughs> like yeah. who wants to be a vacuum? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. yes. But uh, I don't know. There's something about it. It's so... I mean, it's an alpha and it's going to be an alpha for probably years. That's like the running gag with it is, you know, oh, something goes wrong in Star Citizen. Wow, that's just Star Citizen. (laughs) (laughs) So it's funny how this game really divides uh, almost like its own community. Because I'm actually one of the people that really fucking hate the game, but also really love the game. So it's like (laughs) this ridiculous, unhealthy love-hate relationship because, like, you know, your servers will just crash randomly depending on how stable they are some days the game will run perfectly but most of others it'll be a, a shit show you know you, your, your ship won't spawn or your ship will despawn your spaceship or you won't be able to take your spaceship out of the space i don't know there's lots of things to do in it um you also like travel in real time so if you're literally traveling across this universe it could take you like 10 minutes depending how your fast your ship is because <laughs> it's like 40 million kilometers right that you're actually traveling it's just it's bonkers it's bonkers oh i see and i like games like that that kind of suck you in and you're like oh i can take forever playing those games but i don't have forever to play because i have a small child and if i get sucked into something <laughs> then you know god only knows what marvel will get into in this house yeah. uh i have been i my guilty pleasure has been netflix's somebody feed phil um phil Ro- rosenthal is a writer and producer he did uh, somebody loves raymond um basically i guess that series was about his life uh, and oh interesting yeah. but he goes on he's like this goofy dude like 
he's your goofy uncle and he just goes around to all these different places around the world eating good food and telling you why you should eat it but uh i think it's in its third or fourth season now we've been watching and there's nothing that puts a smile on my face like somebody feeds Phil. So that has what I've been obsessing over lately. Oh, that's has awesome. made 2020 a little bit better. Oh, that's great. And I guess speaking of 2020, uh, that's what this whole episode is about is 2020. Um, the only way I know how to describe it is a dumpster fire of hell. Um, but it's also been a year of being grateful and learning how to pivot and change. Uh, how has 2020 been for you, Leland? <laughs> uh, 2020 has been chaotic, uh, insecure, kind of claustrophobic. Uh, I don't know. It's fe- it feels like like the world has never felt more connected virtually, but still never been as shut off as it has been modernly. From ev- right, like I mean, it's mm-hmm. so it's easy for you and I to get on a Zoom call and have a hell of a time chatting, but I can't, you know, walk to the next door neighbor and sit down for dinner with them. It's, yeah. it's just, I, it's, a, it's, it's unbelievable. A new, it's a new world. Like, I feel like I'm connecting with my online friends more, but my real life friends I haven't seen in forever. Yeah. And absolutely. we were just talking about this before we jumped on. Like the last time we talked was literally right before COVID hit. We recorded yeah. an episode <laughs> The episode aired and then the world went to hell. So I asked you, I was like, oh, did you guys start the apocalypse of the COVID? You know, <laughs> with the T-Hud podcast. It's been a whirlwind year. I mean, now we're sitting in November. It's like, well, where the hell did this year just go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we lost out on so many, so many different things. What's the one thing that's really been helping you get through COVID? The singular thing that has made... Uh, you know, since March tolerable is my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We, we actually uh, got together during COVID. I was laid off at the end of March for a few months. Um, and she actually lives in the Netherlands. That's awesome. So she and I haven't actually met in person because we can't travel. Travel, yeah. Uh, so it's very interesting. I mean, we were, have been friends before and then it just... I had a lot of time, even with the nine hour time difference, I had a lot of free time not working and we were able to connect and form a very serious bond. And honestly, just, she's like been my rock. Like she's gotten me, she's really gotten me through it. And I can understand that we, me and Andy was just talking about this the other day. Uh, He was supposed to go back or he went back to work early. He had, you know, right after Marvel was born, he had a few months of working, uh, you know, back at the office and then COVID hit. And it was kind of like a secret blessing because just right when COVID hit, Marvel started getting really interactive. Like, like the milestones were hitting one after another. So he, he said, he's like, I would have missed all of this. Like I would have had to watch it from my desk while you videotaped it and sent it to me. He goes, it was, it was so nice to have this whole first year that I really kind of got to watch. You know, it, like I said, it's been a good, good change, I guess. It's kind of made us realize what's important and how we can work more efficiently and um, productively, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. It's like, you're, you're incredibly aware of what, you've lost in 2020, but I, th- I mean, that's a perfect, this is a perfect example that you are discovering also what you're gaining and what those things that you lost while having them 
take away in other areas that you never knew you were, I mean, or, or were really consciously aware of missing until finally yeah. they're there for you. I've also seen that media has kind of like, especially TV and like movies. At the start of January, I was like, oh yeah, like things are coming out. But once COVID hit, I was like, all right, what's the next thing coming out on Netflix? When's the new movie coming out? Are they going to release this on digital? Is it going to go to Disney Plus? What is the plan here? <laughs> um, so like I, I wanted, you know, TV more. My biggest binge and thing that I've loved this year is Tiger King. That was the greatest mm. <laughs> COVID gift of all. I yeah. fucking love Tiger King. Cannot was- get enough. Oh man, yeah. I uh, I watched. I was a little late on the Tiger King bandwagon, but I did watch it and was just blown away, as like everybody else was. <laughs> I felt like Andy kept saying, like, I think we got three episodes, and he goes, "This can't get any crazier." I go, Andrew, you've literally said that at the end of the every single episode. <laughs> if you keep saying this, there's like all hell's gonna break loose. And yeah. he said it again, and I think the ep- the following episode was like where like the boyfriend ends up committing suicide you know the accident with the gun and i'm like see see what you did (laughs) like yeah that was the whole series was insane and um i know new news has come out with tiger king you know carol baskins went on dancing with the stars doc annal is like indicted on federal charges now (laughs) like shit's gone down i want a season two like please we've been good all <laughs> 2020 someone give me a season two of tiger king that's all i, I don't i know joe McHale after special none of that mm-hmm. i just tiger king 2.0 i want tiger king in jail the the interview that's what i oh, want oh man yeah i think it would honestly make like a great more of a documentary like shorter not like maybe i don't know that they could fill a whole series yeah you think they could fill a whole second series well, talking no, like, to the Tiger King want, in jail? <laughs> no, but I want Doc Annal. Like, I want, now, sure, I want all sure. the rest of it. It branches out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe focusing in, in more areas, uh, you know, that they already branch out in, in the, the first series, right? So Especially the, the zookeeper friend who, like, lost their arm. I'm like, why would you yeah. go back? That always, why? that was my yes. big question. Like, why are you going back? You lost your arm. Yeah, but you know what, though? They, I mean, they really showed like the people that were being hired there were just really destitute and it's almost as if like like they he he was smart in picking the people that were forced to stick around because of their situation they had nothing better exactly they couldn't i mean where could they go it's it was there or the streets i guess or worse i don't yeah well yeah he wasn't a stupid man no no he was very smart but i yeah, he didn't use his brain all the way. <laughs> oh, oh, true. No. Yeah, even the smartest of us can be real fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's that is true. What are some other favorite series or movies, games that came out this year that have been made you laugh, just made the year a little bit better? That's a good question. I don't know if there's been a specific series because actually I had for the longest time gotten rid of like Netflix and, and everything. So I didn't have any streaming yeah. service. I was trimming down a little, but- We did, I and caved. then we loaded everything back yeah, on. <laughs> exactly. I caved and I got uh, got Netflix and uh, you know Amazon Prime again. And actually, I just watched on Amazon Prime. It's not new this year, but I mean, I'm catching up. So it's new for me. I just watched uh, Upload. Oh, yes. That came out this year? Well, was it this year? Okay, great. Yeah, it did. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm more current than I thought, so- uh, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. You know, like this, the idea of 
this virtual heaven and really it's like it's a version of immortality so it's really interesting um I like some of the some of the things they explored. I think it's not meant to be all that deep, you know, because there are really a lot of more. They could they could take a lot more like philosophical directions, really, and and posing more challenging questions. I think for the characters, um, but they touch on some of it, and I think enough for for the tone of the show that they're going because it's supposed to be more comedic than dramatic, anyways. Yeah. So I think they really they really give a good mix of it. I don't want to spoil anything, but I enjoyed it. There's a lot of big comedy this year. I've seen a lot of comedy more drops. And I've also seen a lot of documentaries. This year has been like the year of like documentary specials and um, cheer came out, which was the one about all the cheerleaders. That was a big one. Uh, The one recently that's gotten me that if you haven't seen David Attenborough's uh, special that he did on the planet and everything like Mm -hmm. that. That mm-hmm. one is amazingly blind or mind blowing. Like you, you watch it and you go, "Holy shit, we have fucked up this planet!" Please press oh, the no. stop button. Somebody oh, help no. me press the stop button. Like, well, you know what? If anybody could convince the world that real change needs to happen, it's fucking David Attenborough. Right? <laughs> like, how could you not be convinced by that man's voice? Right? But and that's the thing. He the whole special is all about his his life story and how he's really been a testament of seeing how much the world has changed. You know, yeah. he he went into journalism just as airplanes were starting and and Whoa. going off the yeah. So it talks about how you know he was just starting to step through the doors as a young gentleman. You know, starting his career and now he's ninety something years old. He's mm-hmm. watched this whole you know whole time what we've done to the world and he goes now i realize that as soon as i stepped onto that plane we were already screwing the whole planet up and he actually does a tally as the years go on it tells you how much like how much rainforest is left in the planet by that year and you know how much we've destroyed and it's like you get to our current year and you're like once again holy crap what have we done he's right we only have plant one planet where the hell are we gonna live the moon mars like there is no there is no other option so yeah more people need to watch it if yeah it's a perfect it's a perfect series to make its point but people aren't watching it to make it effective i think yeah i wonder that's funny because like i mean i've certainly i haven't watched it but like i've seen the preview as a you know you're scrolling through trying to figure out something to watch and it's like at first glance it's almost like oh it's another planet you know the you know one of those like just oh just showing us some wildlife as opposed to actually trying to put across this much more serious uh issue and trying to motivate people for it so that's yeah i wonder if that's part of why it's just not getting the attention it's probably what and now that you said it that just put my light bulb on everyone's probably thinking it's another planet or or, you know whatever you know all the series he's done and no one's really seeing it as a testament and that's what he calls it this is my life's testament to what we have done to the planet please please do something you know if if any if my life has done anything please please use this to make the world a better place like that's my only wish in the world so yeah if you've got an hour to kill and you want your mind blown that's the thing to watch yeah um but I've also been really, I got on late to the Schitt's Creek train. I don't know. If okay. You, 
have yes. you been, have you watched this creek yes i have watched all of it it's a great oh. show yeah yeah i binged it all in uh about four weeks all all the wow. whole series <laughs> it's like six seasons of i know <laughs> uh i couldn't get enough it's the best series ever uh it did not get enough credit and i wish there was more i don't think so although you know it won like a shit ton of awards yeah, right but it's a Canadian, it's a Canadian, uh, it is, yeah. original. like, did you guys have it for a long time and you were just hiding it from us? We were, you know, well, you know, uh, other than myself, us Canadians, we're not much for being braggarts. <laughs> well, I'll certainly toot my own horn, but I think the whole rest of the country, they like to keep their accomplishments a little hush hush. They don't yeah. go around spouting off about them. Yeah. They didn't want to say, this is the best shit out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched the entire season six while playing Star Citizen. So oh, no those two are intrinsically linked now in my brain. <laughs> well, it almost gives me that, like my husband said, he goes, it's almost like The Office. I could literally turn it on. It doesn't matter what episode, what season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, I like it. I could watch it over and over and over again and I'll pick up something new that's funnier now the second time through or the third time yeah. through. Um, so yeah, it's gonna end up probably being like Parks and Rec in the office in our house. It's just constant rewatches. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I heard. Um, man, where did I hear it from? I don't know. So it was somebody's comment saying that they had also recently binged it, but they were a little disappointed and they had wished they had been able to watch it as it was airing, kind of thing, so they could so they could get a better feel of progression for how the characters all grow, how the how the whole family, the Rose yeah. family, grows. Uh, as people How, do you feel the same way then you're kind of nodding yeah. your head there yeah no well it was because so binging is instant gratification i think we've learned as a society that yeah i want the whole season give it to me give it to me and i think that's why everyone got so pissed off when the boys they decided yep. oh yeah we're gonna drop everything and then oh wait never mind every friday here's your episode yeah like i was mad uh, yeah okay instant gratification you wanted the i just give it to me and let me do it on my own time yeah um I kind of missed the old days of, you know, where you sat down every Friday. And then it kind of also gave you a whole week to digest it and talk to your friends and think about, okay, well, what about this point? You could rewatch it, you know, a usually for a lot of my series, I would watch it like two or three times before the next episode aired. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm ready. I've, I've thought of everything through. Um, yeah. So we're missing that part of it. Um, and especially with binge watching, you're not getting all the details. So you... You know, you're seeing That's true. It. I can see that point. But, you know, specifically, it's funny you bring up The Boys season two. I did not enjoy the season two nearly as much as season one. And I think it's because they were doing the weekly release. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it at my pace, which, I mean, admittedly is just binging it in one single sitting. But that's still the pace that I like to consume media now. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm like, my brain is starting to learn how to digest series better that way, that way i don't know yeah. i just i felt like something was missing with season two and i it's i'm hard pressed to figure out whether it's because of the way it was rolled out and the way i was watching it which is now vastly different than the way i watch everything else or if it was just because season two was weaker than season yeah, one. if it was the writing or if it was you <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like i'm i don't know i don't know now so i don't know how to like properly critique it or even really put my critiques into words because uh, it's just tainted from either side and I don't know which one's the actual truth. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could say the same thing about um, 
what is it? The Haunting of Hill House and then the new, the yeah, new yeah. one came out. Black Manor. Yeah, the Black Manor. The first one had my attention on it. I got 15 minutes into the new one. I was like, yeah, no, we're, we, I moved on to Somebody mm. Feeds Phil. Like, I was just like, no, it's- Oh, you, so you didn't finish it? No. I was like, you, oh, you know- I will say it's definitely a slow burn. Blank, slow blank, burner? Compared to the, yeah. It's a slow burn. You get to maybe episode four or five and things start to really click. But the last episode, holy Hannah, it pays off. I, the is last the episode- same? Is it the same kind of like mind fuck as the uh, you know as the first season? It's less series? of it's less of a mind fuck. So I, so they definitely didn't try to top Hill House, right? Okay. They, they didn't try to do anything like that. But it's 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 a mind fuck in a different way. It's like it, it's more of a it's more of a heart fuck. <laughs> I'll just put it at that. Like okay. the the final episode, the finale for Blind Manor, sealed it immediately upon watching as my favorite compared to hill house because before oh, like okay. all the and literally to that entire last episode it was hell hill house by like a mile mile no, yeah hands down much much i enjoyed much more but i don't know that that finale they really really just wrapped everything back together and really brought it home uh for maybe i'm just at a, at a point in my life where it meant more to me, me than it yeah. might mean to someone else maybe um and obviously that's hard to describe to you completely out of context because I don't want to no, ruin but, a single thing. No, but I, a lot of people have told me to give it more chance. And it actually, what's funny is because I guess there's a mention of an, uh, an au pair or a nanny and there's a nanny in the series, the season. Yeah. Um, so everyone on the nanny boards has been like, Shannon, you have to watch it. Cause it's, I'm like, <laughs> all right. But like I said, I got 15 minutes into it and maybe it was just the day that I decided to watch it and that my brain yeah, wasn't maybe. like processed for it. And maybe I just yeah. secretly wanted to watch somebody <laughs> feed Phil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't do that. I, yeah, there was, there's not very many shows I can say that turn, like I've turned off like that, like Umbrella Academy. I've been, I, we binged the two seasons of that this year. Um, Hamilton was another big one. I got excited about this year. I don't mm -hmm. know why I've seen it live on stage twice, Yeah. but seeing it with Lin-Manuel Miranda on Disney plus like chills, goosebumps, like this is the way, <laughs> this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have Disney Plus, so it's not for me. I hate Disney Plus. Disney Plus sucks. There's there's zero content there for me, except for like I'll wait until Mandalorian season two is fully out, and then I'll yeah. get another free trial and watch that, like I did with the first season. <laughs> like, there's no you're not, a big, you're not a big Disney person. I don't give a fuck about Disney. I mean, obviously, I enjoy all the Marvel stuff, but like that's I don't know. To me, that's kind of separate. Although it's getting less and less so these days. But oh no, I know. I was never huge on the Disney. Like so. My problem with Disney Plus is when I don't know what I want to watch, Disney Plus can never be the platform I go to to just browse for something. Like Netflix can. I mean, yeah. Netflix, I mean, especially now, like Netflix knows me. That algorithm the knows algorithm, me. Too. Yeah. There is no algorithm on Disney Plus. It's just. Right. Yeah. That is one thing I can say that makes me mad as a mom because. Marvel will have watched every season of every show. And I'm like, all right, give me something freaking new. <laughs> which is a New Zealand Australian masterpiece. Bluey, whoever the hell hid that one from me. I'm okay. angry. <laughs> you, I'm going to be honest. If you saw the, like, if you saw one episode, probably the pilot episode is the best episode, but 
it's there's a lot of humor even as a parent like andy and i were in stitches like laughing crying i'm okay, like okay that's this is a good kids show <laughs> yes that's what makes that's a that is a mark of a good kids show in my opinion yeah that yeah, the cool. parents are in staff la- are yes. laughing. Um, our other joy this year was uh, the not so late show with Elmo. You know that's a big hit in our house. Oh Elmo, no way! I haven't Elmo seen got that. his own late show this oh, year. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's like he's like Jimmy Fallon. I think actually Jimmy Fallon was his first guest, um, <laughs> and he interviews a celebrity, and then they play a game. And then uh, another celebrity singer comes on and sings a Sesame Street song from like what we grew up with um, and makes it a new version. So like uh, Little Nas X came on and did the Elmo song in rap version with Elmo. No Um, way. Yeah, it was pretty (laughs) awesome. Oh my goodness. So they have like, once again, it's the little 15 minutes of my life that I get um, that entertain. Yeah. So once again, HBO Max, thank you for all the ses- Sesame Street this year <laughs> and uh, the not so late show with Elmo. But uh, you have Amazon Prime and I bet you have seen Borat, the new the new Borat. Yes, I did watch the subsequent movie film or whatever the hell it's called. What, whatever, <laughs> whatever the title Borat is. Borat <laughs> 2, whatever you want to yeah. call it, right? Um, I, it's been so long since I've seen the first one. I completely forgot what the first one is about. So seeing mm-hmm. the second one, I think shell shocked me because I was like, really? This is this was how shocking the first one was? Um, <laughs> but I was surprised at how good it was. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Obviously, um, the actress that played his daughter like stole the movie, right? Oh my like, God, she, she did. She was amazing. She was the movie for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I think they did a great job with the sequel. I mean, they were incredibly self-aware uh, of what the first one meant to pop culture. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, Borat as a character himself too, right? Like it was completely, it was like completely fourth wall breaking really. Yeah. And so they, they went with a, uh, an incredibly smart direction of it. And, and it, it allowed Borat, you know, this character to play other characters, which is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the whole idea of it and how they, uh, what got me was you know that they couldn't have filmed it regularly him being borat you know so yeah. they had to get creative how else are they going to get sasha baracona anywhere because everyone knows who he is for the yeah. character that he is um yeah. as you see in the first few minutes of the film when he's running in hollywood and they're like oh it's borat like no it's not borat like this is not gonna go well for you <laughs> yeah um, wouldn't well, be funny if that's like from a first version that they had which is a completely different script and they go out and try it and they're like oh fuck this isn't gonna work we yeah. gotta rework this yeah <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> i think the other person who stole the show in that was the nanny like she it comes out later that she knew nothing about this and the advice that she gave her was like legit warmed my heart to no oh, end yeah. like yeah. it's just like you knew this lady was legit a good person and Mm -hmm. cared about her and was very probably went home and prayed and worried about this woman for days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so God bless her because (laughs) I know she's got a people like her. Yeah. Yeah. Like enough people to stand up and say, Hey, this is honey, you can't do this. (laughs) So, but yeah, Borat, that was another good one. Um, yeah, a lot of documentaries this year, not a lot of movies this year. I have Hmm. probably zero Besides Borat, I haven't really seen a movie this year that. Yeah, I I watched um, the Invisible Man actually. Um, that one last I heard month. was amazing. 
It was cool. Yeah, I liked it. Um, it was, I liked it. It was good. I also watched uh, Dr. Sleep, which was really cool. But didn't that come out last year, technically? Oh, I don't know. Was it? Yeah, I don't know. Again, it's something I just watched this year. Yeah. No. I guess I guess it did, didn't it? Yeah, I think it came out like late, late last year late and then trickled, trickled into this year. Yeah, so I guess, I okay, right. I'll I let that right. one count. Okay. okay I'll phew. let that one count. Um, the worst things that came out of 2020. What, is there any things that you were just like, please go put that back where you found it? Uh, man, I don't know. Like you say, I kind of, I honestly feel like I've had my head in the sand most of this year, trying to block out the bad stuff as much as yeah. possible. And yeah, just trying to stay away from crap that's going to trigger me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a good way of saying it. There's only been a couple of things that's really, that I invested my time in that pissed me off. Space Force was one of those ones I invested time oh. in. And I got, like I was so pissed off. I was like, this is an office like wannabe and it's not even close like yeah i um only got two episodes into that yeah and it, then stopped i couldn't do it it was too forced i just oh Ugh. yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a lot of potential right there especially with steve carell a lot of potential that was wasted <laughs> whoever wrote that <laughs> yeah you didn't do a very Yikes. good job uh, oh, you know, um, speaking of things that I just stopped watching, I think it came out this year. Uh, season two of You. Yeah, yeah, that came out this year. I hate it. I Ew. fucking hate it. I, re I enjoyed season one, uh, but season two, f now it just, it just feels way too fucking pretentious. I hate the main character. Yeah. I can't stand his narration. He just drives me, like, he's so fucking pompous. Uh, I just, I, I couldn't deal with it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't. I think I got three episodes in and I just had to quit. Uh, even though it has the actress um, who plays play the nanny in Bly Manor, actually. And I really like her. Uh, I think she's phenomenal. But I just, uh, I can't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get there. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, really pissed off with the New Mutants and how it just continued to get fucked this year by like, like That's I feel like that sucks, whole movie yeah. just got fucked screwed beyond belief and now i'm just waiting for it to go digital so i can watch it yeah. and make an opinion of myself for myself well for myself um i feel like a lot of the opinions that have been given out about this movie are forced or you know because it didn't hmm. meet ex expectations and right unfortunately we've pushed this movie back i i actually lost count usually when i yeah. write a movie on our tgon schedule if it gets re like moved i'll write a number by it I've lost track how many times that movie has been moved release date wise. Right. Absolutely. It's just, I don't, I mean, I'm glad that it finally got a fucking release, but like literally cause they're like, Oh, well, what do we do now? Hey, let's release new mutants. <laughs> literally um, it feels like they're just great. Like they don't give a shit. They didn't give a shit about it. No. Like, it seems like nobody cared about this movie. I almost know that I'm going to sit down and watch it and end up going, wow, this is a great movie. Or like, this was mm. good, you know? Um, right. Or could have been good. Could have been good if it was, there was actual people behind it. And I, because yeah. even the actors were behind it. They were telling all the press people, oh, you yeah. know, like, knock it off. You need to just see, you know, you either need to see it or, you know, just, you know, bug off. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I think it, like it's rollout 
it was easily or mistakenly, I think, perceived as a problem with the film itself. And I don't think that's the case. I don't, I don't think it was, I mean, maybe, you know, more information. About no. It, what is it really like people, big wigs thinking, oh, this movie sucks. Let's push it back to like. No, it ended up being just every time they would do a release date, something else would either come close or be the same weekend of it. And it's like, oh, well, we can't okay. compete against this. Let's yeah. move it back. Or, you know. Uh, so nobody the, had faith in it then. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a priority for. Right for the movie house, you know, I'm, I'm sure that house has That's, a lot of other movies to deal with, but it doesn't I mean guess. that it's, it's a Marvel franchise. It at least has some weight behind it. It's not going I to I know, exactly. Yeah. It's also like it, just the entire aesthetic of it is new as far as superhero films yep. go, right? Like it's, it's, it was meant to be something refreshing. Absolutely. Uh, stellar, stellar cast with a ton of potential. I mean, although you could have the, the most, you know, incredible Oscar award-winning cast and the writing be garbage and who knows. But I think, I think this movie really got the short stick there. And then I'm not paying $30 for Mulan. I don't care what the hell you say to me. That was the stupidest decision on Disney's end ever. Um, I've heard nothing but terrible things about that movie. (laughs) I, it was not the movie to do it. That was not the movie to do with it. If you had thrown Black Widow in there and said, hey, pay $30 for Black Widow, you would have had everyone and their mother signing up for Disney Plus right now. And they could have even yeah. made it better. Get Black Widow free if you sign up for a year, you know, year subscription. Ooh, or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, yeah. Of course, of course. You could, you could have made this 90 million ways, but this yeah. is what you chose. Um, but yeah. You think that's a product of just, they don't need to. Like they don't care. Like they're not, that's not where they're, they have to bother putting their energy. I mean, what is the point of creating a, pl- a streaming platform of your own, if not to compete and generate wealth from it, right? And have make it be successful. Or uh, so was, like, why wouldn't someone, why wouldn't there be someone putting time and energy into figuring out how do we draw new users to our platform? It, it, well, and here, but here comes this whole question, and it, I actually have it written down right here. The future of media. It comes down to how are we as consumers going to do media? There's a lot of us who are saying, no, we're not going back to the theaters. Well, then the theater companies are retaliating and saying, well, then you don't get your movies, and we're you know screwing over the theater, you know, the movie companies who really need the theaters. To, you know, like at what point do you cut out the middleman and we go, okay, we're done. Um, in March, I told my husband, I said, it's going to be the death of the theaters. This will be the death of the theaters and yeah. we will go completely digital. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but we're slowly, slowly creeping to that. I mean, look at all the digital releases we've had since March. Look at all the things that are moving. Mulan was that first, I think, Disney's first dip into the water of, okay, can, right. can we do this? Can we make it work? It was the wrong product, though, to, to do that with. Uh, they would have gotten way better results if they had stuck. I mean, they could have put Soul in there. There's a lot of other movies they could have put in that place. Mulan was not the movie mm-hmm. to do it with. It, I think it just comes down to what is the future of media going to look like? Like, how? Yeah. what are we yeah, going to I- do? Ugh. I mean, the only the only theaters that will survive are, are you know the chains, the huge chains, right? They're the only ones that can afford to, and uh, I, I'm obviously they're taking hits too. I mean, they're gonna there's no way they're gonna be able to keep all of their theaters 
across the country open anyway. So everyone's taking the hit, but like, yeah, the death of like your small local neighborhood theater, right? Where you maybe you have fond memories of as a kid going to, and it's been an institution in your town for like 40 years or something, right? Like yeah. those places won't survive. And that's unfortunately the case with, in so many other sectors of, of business that how do you bounce back from it? I mean, those people specifically won't be able to bounce back, no. <laughs> right? Like it's, that's like the bottom line. So it's not, it's not even, it's not, yeah, it's just like, it's almost, it's a subsect of, Hollywood, for lack of a better term, you know, yeah. for this, a lack of a better umbrella term, that with the advent of streaming services can almost be left in the dust. Like there's less incentive to help them and prop them up yeah. because there is money to be made in streaming services. Yeah. Like it, a catch 22 for them. I think the, it, it's ultimately going to come down to one of the big media companies saying, all right, we don't need you. And yeah. and Disney Disney isn't that perfect way to do it because they own Marvel they own they own so many franchises alone they literally could take their whole thing and say screw you to everybody and they probably would do fine on their own and and yeah. that's why I say Mulan is that toe dip in the water they're just trying to find the right product here's my thing and as a mom this is just what I see. I would pay $30 any day to watch a brand new movie come out from the, from the luxury of my home because one, I get to pause it. Two, I get to rewatch it after while my kid's screaming. I can rewind, whatever, go up, make popcorn. You know, yep. I don't need a babysitter. I don't need anything else. It's more f feasible for families. I mean, especially when you have three, four kids. I mean, you're talking about $100 just in tickets to go see one yes. movie. Yes, it's it's like not economically feasible for a lot of families. So if I can pay thirty dollars to watch it, you instead know, instead of a hundred, yeah, and that's thirty dollars that you. It's not like you're losing any. It's not like you're losing seventy from that hundred. No, that's no, no. thirty dollars that you're gaining because that family can't afford hundred to go yeah. spend a hundred. So that's still a gain for for that. For them. If you told me it was $30 when it came out to view it as many times as I want, and then when you release it on digital, I can pay $10 extra to put it in my digital drive. Here's my, here's the 40 bucks, call it a done right. deal. Let's move on. I'd rather See, do that. That, well, yeah, I mean that, but that business model, like they've already put themselves into a corner now because that, if they're going to continue with that trend for their new movies, completely overlooking theater releases and just, you know, jumping, um, negating Going straight it. to digital. Right, then that means they are keeping content out of their library on their streaming service that you get with a subscription fee. That means that uh, mor morally, they yeah. can't be putting Mulan in six months, in 12 months, whatever the time frame is, onto their streaming service library as part of just a subscription. They just, yeah. that's, pe people should be outraged, especially those people that drop $30 to for a shitty it. movie. <laughs> Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, and that's what they're going to run into is, is you're going to end up having different tiers of, of, you know, what if Disney turned around or, you know, it doesn't matter. It could be Amazon prime. It could be any of these streaming services and say, okay, well you can get all of these movies when they release in theaters for a flat fee each year to, you know, see them. Would you do something along the, like there's so many different yeah. models this could go to at the end of the day, it really comes back to, 
okay, are we going to go back to theaters? Are, is, yeah. are we going a whole new way with all this streaming? I mean, with COVID, we've seen Quibi show up and die and fast. Die. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, well. H- <laughs> HBO Max launched. It's been really successful. Um, are we getting rid of cable and now going to stream? Like the world, once again, the world is changing. Which way are we going to go? it's going to take one of these big movie companies to say, all right, this is the way we're going. Either you follow us and everyone follows or they die and flounder like Quibi, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cable thing is, I mean, it just astounds me that cable companies still can make money because like I haven't had cable for years. Oh, like, I'm still paying for cable. Nearly like I haven't, I haven't had it for nearly a decade probably now at this point. Yeah. And I mean, I don't miss it. Like, well, I mean, one, I'm not like a big sports guy, so it's not like I'm missing on, uh, oh, a sports package or whatever. Yeah. But there are now so many, like, if I wanted to news, like, I mean, fuck with the U.S. election, like, I could just go on YouTube and watch all the live coverage I wanted. Yeah. As because it was live. Like, but, I don't need but to now tune you, in somewhere. YouTube has its own TV now. YouTube TV, you know, the they have their own streaming service, too. So, I... Yeah. Everybody, Hulu is another great prime example. Now you can add cable packages onto Hulu and then you've got all your local channels on top of what's streaming. So the world's changing. I think it's going to be another six months till we really get a real clear idea of which way it's going. I know we missed out on a shit ton of good movies this year that were supposed to be released. Um, Some of the big ones that bugged the crap out of me, of course, is Blake is black widow i mean that was the biggest one that was supposed to come out this year i was super stoked for it and that didn't come out and ghostbusters afterlife yes i was just thinking that yeah was the first one that came to mind yeah i like i think i talked to you i was like i'm so excited just get me let's let's go let's do this yeah Yeah, no i was so disappointed like uh Um, i mean the new new james bond as well pushback yeah I don't know if you're how excited you are about that. I'm not much of a no, Bond fan, but I, I know like Moby definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond. I mean, the Bob's Burger was another kind of one I was secretly like kind of excited, even though there wasn't yeah. really much on. I was like, okay, I'm ready for Bob's in the big theater. Not that I was going to go see him in theater, but it just meant <laughs> that it was exciting and it was new coming out. <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, also like that kind of represents almost like this bridge. I mean, putting Bob's Burgers on the big screen. Like, right? Would you have ever it's thought of that? Like, w- yeah, exactly. It's totally, exactly. And it's like this, which obviously, I mean, shit, the Simpsons movie came out in what, 2007, I think it yeah, was? Yeah, like, it came out a while ago. Yes, and then, I mean, there wasn't, any, it wasn't like it started a trend. No, no. So, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's phenomenal that like, Bob's Burgers, uh, a show like that can garner enough attention to warrant putting it on the big screen. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, there's a lot of, a lot of TV series I wish would go that way, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I don't want them to, because then it just ruins the whole series. It's like the whole reboot conversation. Do you really want a movie reboot of everything? You know, Uh, especially like supernatural is a big one we've been talking about. Like, Ooh, would you want a supernatural movie? That one? Yeah. I might want one of those. (laughs) Definitely dig a supernatural movie. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, that's like, um, they're, you know, soft rebooting Dexter. Yeah. They're going to continue Dexter, I guess. It's not even a reboot. It's still everything is canon. Yeah. Or Will and Grace. They did the Will and Grace. They've done so many. It's yeah. yeah. Oh well, and friends, we've uh, we've got friends to look forward to. Yeah, that's 
That's so I'm not true. really excited about it, but I have, you know, everyone looks at me I like, don't know. how can you not like Friends? And I'm like, hey, I like it. It's just not my Well, you, you know what, though? Um, by today's standards, everything, like, from two, three decades ago, like, there's always something problematic in them. So maybe with some of these reboots, it, it'll, it, you know, it, sh oh, it should, I mean, hopefully, it'll rid those problematic areas, the problematic jokes, maybe problematic characters or caricatures uh, in a lot of cases. And I don't know, sometimes it could be good. I think there's hope, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, they could, they could usher in a whole, a whole, or revamp a whole new generation as far as pop culture goers goes. This is not Doctor Who. I don't have that level of hope in it, dude. <laughs> Doctor Who baby friends uh, that's like that's like if they brought the office back do do I really think it would be as great as the original it might be the only thing that's come close is the Parks and Rec COVID special that was like hmm. the best thing that's ever oh that was I haven't awesome. seen it <gasps> oh you're missing oh, out it, it's literally them just zooming each other and it's, <laughs> it's the best thing ever Oh yeah, and it, oh, but every character is brought back, and it's just exactly how they were, and it it's like they oh, were in so 2020 cool. with us, and it's like, oh, this is the greatest thing. Yeah, it's the Parks and Rec fundraiser. It was for um, Feed America or one of those. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So that was oh, that's great. So that must have been part of this initiative because did you see the um, the table read for Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yes. Okay, so that's like that's probably that was that whole thing because I think they were also supporting was, some type of charity or something like that. I think it was a bunch of different. It was like a bunch of different reboot, like a bunch of different series talked reboots yeah. to make to grow or to make money or to raise money. Sorry, or to, to raise money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, I need more coffee. <laughs> I think the Scott Pilgrim one was about uh, clean drinking water. If clean I clean drinking water, yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of different ones that were going on around the time, but uh, yeah, some of them. Yeah, Parks and Rec, if you haven't seen. Was oh, this man, Scott I, I didn't get to see the uh, Scott Pilgrims, but even like Princess Bride did one, I know. Uh, no way! Oh. Yeah, I, I'll have to send you all of them. There's, yes, there's please. A, there's a good chunk of them <laughs> that came out. And it was like, I want to say it was like, maybe it was April, May when all of these started coming so. out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, nobody has anything better to do. Let's just Zoom everybody and create these uh, reboots and whatnot. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. What is the one thing you are taking into 2021 and the one thing you're leaving? Uh, in 2021, I am going to take, I mean, gosh, I'm not usually this positive. You have this effect on me. I'm supposed to be yes. the negative one here. But in 2021, I am just going to take the hope that all of the things, like you said, that we've learned to adapt and all these people in these places are learning to adapt, that we just continue to do so. Uh, because it's so important that we do <laughs> yeah. for everything to keep to continue and hopefully leaving behind in 2020 uh, a lot of I mean not to touch on things that we don't really want but a lot of this fucking rhetoric that has just been thrown around on 2020 about all kinds of things about the illness itself about you know oh uh, I mean I know it's a lot maybe more touchy subject in the U.S. than it is up here but I just, we have to be done with it. We have to be done with that shit. It's really, let's, let's actually have a new year with yeah. 2021. It always feels like there's always so much baggage from every previous year that you just keep carrying with you. A lot of it, we obviously can't shake moving into January and the months ahead in 2021, but 
some of it we can and we need to do our best to to just <laughs> shake it off shake yeah. it off <laughs> well that's like uh, the rick and morty quote i don't care what you do you stick it in a backpack sell it at the <laughs> shit store just get your shit together <laughs> <laughs> exactly i i think that's the that's a great way of putting it i think we're just learning from the curves that were thrown um this podcast was one of those curves where i learned from sitting here it really sucks when you can't be on the convention floor and interview people and yeah. be with your con friends and hang yep. out and um my husband alone just not being in his pop box and being with his friends and going you know standing at lines at 4 a.m with your funko friends to buy toys um although hey if you add some uh, plastic to andy's pop costume somebody did that for halloween and then andy <laughs> yeah. so it was really funny because he got tagged in it somebody did it for halloween they thought it was so funny it was covid and andy started laughing he goes jokes on them uh it gets really hot in those boxes uh, yeah. And so good luck with that. He goes, yeah. it, he'll be dying after 20 minutes. Like, because, Oh, no, air, zero airflow. Yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. has fans on the inside of his box to cool him oh, off. Oh, and, smart. And another guy did it with the plastic and he was like wearing a full on mask. And like, like yeah. it was like a Star-Lord costume or something. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but like Andy was like, joke's on him. He's wrapped in plastic wearing a mask. That's why we don't <laughs> choose any cosplays with mask people. Like. They <laughs> yeah yeah when you have to wear them for 12 hours <laughs> yeah no so it it it's learning how to pivot learning new things um i think for me i'm just hoping we have more new content i've seen a lot of mm. slowing down well to be expected with 2020 and the covid shutdown a lot of places haven't been able to film places yep. haven't been able to edit or roll you know do the things that they need to do to get this stuff out do the promotional tours do the you know the red carpets and stuff and not that the red carpets are important or anything like that but nobody's have to do the promo and the back work for a lot of this stuff so either things are flopping um things aren't getting the attention they need or they're getting moved um i'm hoping that we can start seeing things get back to normal and we have more content being released and um well i also hope that it uh i mean there's space to be filled so i really hope that it helps prop up a bunch of indie creators to that oh, it may is. not have had that may have had their voices and their projects and their creations drowned out by all the usual high you know output of content and i think that's what we're going to see in the next couple months all these people who have been off work who haven't gotten to work on that project that they've been dying to do write that mm -hmm. book you know do that movie with your friends and all that kind of stuff yeah, those yeah. projects are going to be coming in those next few a few months because the people have had time those people's brains have been going and creating finally and having that outlet um you know covid kind of gave them per the permission to this is the time to do that project so right. i'm hoping a lot of these indie films and a lot of these indie projects come up especially indie games we talk about this all the time on your podcast um the indie yeah, games yeah. you know those are constantly coming in and out um so hopefully we see a lot of a lot of good stuff because i know on my end doing articles it's really hard to write content when you don't have new content when you coming have out. New content, yes. <laughs> like i can write about david Adamer, but how many real nerds you know it comes down to how many yeah. real people really want to read read about that not not very many so um is there anything you're really excited to see in 2021 i, I think like you said like I, i'm 
all these products that are getting pushed back, I just want to, them to see their releases. Um, I want them to get their chance to be successful. I mean, there's so many people that go behind these projects, right? It's all, and it's not just the faces you see on the screen. It's not just them. It's, it's so many other people that put their blood, sweat and tears into these projects that just go nowhere. That's why the new mutants thing is just honestly so heartbreaking that like you say, the, you know, the actors and the cast and the crew, like they care about it, but nobody else does. Yes. So I just want to see everybody get their spotlight, really. Yeah. Well, let's hope that 2021, they pack it full of all these different releases. <laughs> the media houses figure out what they're going to do. Because mm -hmm. that's like what I tell all the staff. I can't really plan until everybody decides what they're going to do. Are we going to go back to the theaters? Are we going to yeah. digital release? What, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Even like... I'm even if the theaters, you know, are getting releases. Like, I'm not going to go back to a theater anytime soon. I don't think. No, I, I don't I'm know. In the same Something mode. would have to drastically change for me to feel comfortable going to a movie theater. I mean, they can certainly put in all of the the recommended restrictions as far as social dis uh, physical distancing and all that stuff. But and cleaning I, and everything else. Yeah. Yes, cleaning, masks, etc. I just I. It's not going to be for me for a while. I think. Yeah. Well, and that's that it comes down to why would I go and pay all that money to go sit in the theater and have to be all yeah. masked up and uncomfortable and sure. I, and catch once COVID. again, <laughs> why, would yeah. I, why would I pay a hundred dollars to go <laughs> catch COVID? I'll give my hundred dollars to you if you just release it on Apple TV and I can watch it from <laughs> my couch. Okay, please, yeah. please, God, just give it to me that way. Thank you so much for spending your time, Leland, on just talking to me. I really always enjoy talking to you as the president of the I Love Leland fan club. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean I now get to be the president of the I Love Shannon club? Yes, you do. Ah, yes. All right. Yeah. And, well, and because you showed up for the podcast to record, you are now my favorite. Sorry. Yeah, Moby. Sorry, Moby. I'm sure you're out on a run. We're hoping listener didn't get you while you were I, out. Yeah, I hope you didn't get ambushed by the paparazzi. But um, for all those listening on our end, um, where can people find you, stalk you? Where's your information? Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, this was so fun. Uh, great Sunday afternoon. Um, I am, again, I'm Leland Seale from the uh, co-host of the T-Hud Podcast. Our website is ttpodcast.com. It's got all our shows. We do have some written material, which we don't really keep up on, admittedly. But with our known show notes, I'm also the Dungeon Master of the Incursible Party, incursibleparty.com. Uh, we're telling a hell of a story. It's a lot of fun. Everything's great. I think uh, people really enjoy it. <laughs> awesome and you guys usually for the t-head podcast you guys release once a month right yeah we usually release on the 15th of every month awesome so i would like to thank leland for coming and joining us on this podcast you can catch all the latest nerd news reviews and recommendations from video games books movies television cosplay and more at thegameofnerds.com we can also be found on all major social media like facebook instagram twitter tumblr and youtube as the game of nerds from everyone here at The Game of Nerds, we wish you a healthy and safe new year. Remember, when you play for The Game of Nerds, you either level up or respawn. See you later in 2021, nerds.